Hello friends and welcome to the Garden of Glow podcast, a space for you to grow in love, open-heartedness and well-being. My name is Bella and I'm your host. I'm a 22-year-old Australian-based blogger who has a passion for educating and helping people on all walks of their life with their mental well-being and spiritual journeys. This podcast for me represents a community for like-minded people to come together and for me to support and help you bloom into your best self through topics on manifestation, mental health and personal development. Let's go together and get into today's episode. Hi there, welcome back. I'm so glad you can join me today as I talk about something I recently learned about, which is called GEM, which stands for Gratitude, Empathy and Mindfulness. It's a concept coined by Huven Seilenberg. He's the founder of the Resilience Project and he is Australian as well. And I just finished reading his book um, called The Resilience Project, Finding Happiness Through Gratitude, Empathy and Mindfulness. I am thinking about this topic because recently I experienced a pretty bad like depressive episode and since being medicated these episodes aren't as frequent or intense but they still tend to pop up. I guess just remind me that I do have a mental illness, um, can't be perfect sorry. But yeah I found myself like pretty lethargic apathetic and just feeling drained and I think a lot of people seem to have the misconception that being depressed means being sad and for me majority of the time that isn't the case it's usually a feeling like an overwhelming sense of numbness and I sometimes cry a lot and usually my depressive episodes are accompanied by feelings of overwhelming anxiety it feels like the world has suddenly just become too big and I need to go hide in my room to gather my wits and rejuvenate. But during this episode, I was reminded of the concept of gem, which is again gratitude and empathy and mindfulness. And what I realised was that leading up to my depressive episode, I had failed to keep up with the habits of gem, which I tended to do daily without even realising it was something I was doing. And the thing about good habits and doing them daily is that they help maintain a healthy mind. And it's good for everyone, you know, doing that. But if you're suffering from mental illness in particular, it's essential for your well-being to keep up good habits that support a healthy mind. I realised that I hadn't been meditating, so usually I do at least 10 minutes in the morning or before bed. Like, that's just something I do. And I realised I'd fallen into a state of negativity. I was no longer counting all my blessings or making the effort to write gratitude down as I usually did during, during my morning journaling sessions. And I also realised I hadn't been reaching out to friends or going out of my way to do kind things. Like cleaning the house for my mum or you know just doing little extra bits that would make someone else's life a bit easier. And I realised that all these things relate to gem. And inevitably, by not doing these things, my mental well-being took a turn for the worst. I wasn't taking care of my mental health by neglecting these three key foundations for a healthy mind. So I started to do some research and found some ways that you and I can get back on track with good habits for a strong and healthy mental well-being based off the concept of gem. Now, the most obvious way to practice gratitude is to keep a journal or write somewhere daily what you are grateful for and why. I find that the why is key 
to ensuring that practicing gratitude actually benefits us. I usually aim to think of three to five things I'm grateful for each day, focusing on these five categories. I try to remember the acronym as SIMP, and I like to think of it as the French way of spelling SIMP because it's an E at the end. Um, it makes me laugh. I don't know, but it makes you laugh as well. But basically the acronym SIMP stands for Situation, Item, Myself, People and Environment. These are categories I came up with myself to help guide me in thinking of new things to be grateful for each day. So an example for each category would include, so for situation I could write, I am grateful I was able to go see optometrist today because we're so blessed to live in a country where I can get my health checked regularly and for, in my case free because I'm on Medicare. And an item. I'm grateful for the candle I bought from the House of Beauty and Scents. Shout out to Haley, because the smell is calming and nice. And it's really good quality. Highly recommend. Uh, myself, I'm grateful I was productive today because it made me feel like my day had meaning. People, I'm grateful for my younger brother because he made me laugh today. Environment, I'm grateful I live in Queensland because I get nice weather year round that makes it easy to enjoy walks in nature. So that's the acronym SIMP, think of it as a French SIMP because it has the end on the E at the end. That's how I like to remember it. Now like using these categories are not like a go-to or you must do. They just kind of like help me think of new things to be grateful for every day that aren't all the same thing because I think it can be easy to get caught up in just being grateful for people or items we have. So I try to like mix it up and Generally the go-to is to think about at least three to five things that you're grateful for every day. And you don't even have to do it every day as well, like it can be three times a week or once a week. It, just do it on how it feels right for you, you know, experiment, try it out, see how you go. If it doesn't work for you, you know, you can practice gratitude in other ways which could include writing a letter or a message to a friend or loved one. And just talk about how grateful you are to have them in your life or maybe thank them specifically about a thing they did for you. Um, create a gratitude jar that you put moments of gratitude in. At the end of the year, you can actually open it up and reflect upon those moments. I think that would be really special. Or at least try to compliment one person a day. I used to do this at my work actually. Especially with a difficult customer and I was finding myself really irritated by them. I'd kind of like twist it in my mind that to find something good about them so I wouldn't be in a state of like negativity or irritation for the rest of the day. So I just find something that was nice about them and compliment on them, compliment it on them. And they'd be quite surprised because I think most of the time customers knew they were being kind of shitty, but this kind of like surprised them that like I didn't match their attitude. But I just found it the fun way of like getting on people's nerves as well sometimes, you know, being nice killing them with kindness as they say. Moving on, so to empathy. I realised I wasn't practising empathy when I was failing to reach out to my friends to see how they were doing and this usually happens when I do become quite depressed. I find it hard to have the energy for other people let alone myself so I kind of withdraw like a little turtle into its shell or a hobbit into its hole. Yes I had to do a Lord of the Rings reference, sue me. But Having empathy and practicing empathy, it's really simple to do. It can just be sending a message to that person you're thinking of and reach out to them 
and generally care about what they have to say. During this episode, I'd completely isolated myself and in doing so had neglected the relationships around me and neglected my own mental well-being. But we can practice empathy through so many ways, you know, volunteering, reaching out to a friend, trying to understand our own biases, biases and understand other people's point of view. So maybe have a conversation with someone who has a very different opinion to you and just practice listening to them. Don't go into the conversation to contribute something to it. Just go in listening. And I feel like most of the time, even though their point of view may irritate you, you actually learn a lot about that person and it makes you, I think, practice that unconditional love for others, even though you're difficult for us. Um, there's also a quiz you can take to see what biases you have. And I found that really interesting. So I'll link that in the show notes if you want to go see what um, opinions you have that are biased. Biased? Is that the word? Yeah. And for mindfulness. Now, the key emotion of my recent depressive episode was overwhelm. It felt like there were too many things on my mind and I felt overwhelmed by my own personal problems, worried about my loved ones, and then worried about the world. It just kind of got bigger and bigger and I think if you live with anxiety or experience it occasionally, you understand what I mean when I say it got bigger and bigger because our mind tends to spiral from something small into something much bigger than it actually is. And with this, like everything and anything triggered an anxious thought about the future. And that's the thing about anxiety. It's fear of the future. And I realized I hadn't meditated in over a week or more. And that this lack of practice had led me to live in a state of anxiety rather than a state of being present and living mindfully. Now, the best way to obviously practice mindfulness is to meditate and take mindful breaks throughout the day. And that's where I usually practice like deep breathing. I tend to do four cycles of what is called diaphragmatic breathing or just deep breathing. I learned this when I was in hospital a couple of months ago for a back injury. And the act of deep breathing actually biologically alters us. It calms our parasympathetic nervous system, which is controls how we rest. And when we can learn to activate our parasympathetic nervous system, we manage stress better, we sleep better and manage pain better which is why they actually teach the deep breathing in the rehab ward I was in, because it helped manage my pain. And if meditation isn't for you, I get it, it's not for everyone, but at least give it a shot. You can do guided meditation as well, they're really fun. But there are other ways you can practice mindfulness, and they include eating food without distraction, you know, putting your phone away and focusing wholeheartedly on the process of eating and eating slowly. You can go for a walk and take note of one thing you can see, smell, hear and touch. When talking to someone, you know, truly listen and engage with them. Put your focus entirely on them. You can meditate. You can breathe. You can do more activities that absorb your attention and let yourself be fully occupied with it. So this can be anything from like exercise, playing a game, reading, colouring, cooking, anything that just puts you in that state of flow. And you're just like absorbed in it. There's nothing else going on in your head. It's just that activity. Now, when we take the time, the time daily to incorporate the concept of gem, gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness, we can cultivate the resilience to deal with difficult emotions and times. We can build a stronger mental well-being to decrease the effect of mental illness on our mind and in our lives. 
Resilience, after all, is key to living a meaningful and happier life. Because life isn't always fun or good. Things come up. We get fired, we get a bad grade, we lose a loved one, we suck our toe on the corner of the couch. Bad things are going to happen. And our response and our ability to cope in the face of adversity can be significantly increased through daily practice of GEM. That's why I really wanted to do this episode because if I had been practicing GEM more consistently before this episode, I wouldn't have been so depressed or been as affected by the depressed episode. And I just kind of like want to put it out there that like even though bad things happen to us and we can go through periods of depression, it doesn't mean it takes over our lives. We can learn to kind of live with it and manage it in a way that we can still do the things we need to do every day. Now, I would love to know what part of gym you want to focus on practicing. You can leave a review in the comments telling me what that is, because I'm curious to know. Also, reviews help me understand what I can be doing better for this podcast and help me reach more people who could benefit from these chats. I just want to say thank you for joining me today, even though it's a short one. And thank you for taking your precious time to listen and learn. You and I are both on a journey and I do really feel so lucky that I get to share it with you. If you'd like to talk to me or reach out, find me on my Instagram at The Garden of Glow or check out my blog also named The Garden of Glow for more helpful resources and posts. These links of course will be in the show notes. But yeah, I just really appreciate you taking the time to be with me and I'm very much looking forward to speaking to you next time. And until then, please take care of yourself and go shine your light, go glow, you know, go do your thing. Love and gratitude, Bella.